Hi, I'm Ifaz. And I'm Sarah. And welcome to Aftermath. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Good, you know, just uh, sitting in the closet recording, just an, a normal <laughs> aftermath morning. How about you? <laughs> same, same. I got a closet of my own this time around. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, we've been told time and time again that the best sound recordings that you can build in your house are actually in your closet. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and um, since I've already declared on the air that I got married recently, my closet is now filled with my wife's clothes. So, like, the echo, <laughs> the echo absorption is like, on I've point noticed right there's now. some lovely dresses next to you, actually. It's it's almost too bad our, our <laughs> listeners can't, can't see that. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, today I wanted to explore something a bit more in detail that we talked about last season. Last season, if you remember, we talked about how people often say, oh, I like math because there's only one right answer. And for the two of us, it's like, what are you even yeah. talking about? <laughs> it's like, I wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today I thought to explore that idea that, you know, sometimes a single problem can have many right answers. And each of those answers are kind of beautiful in their own way. I wanted to kind of explore that in a very concrete way by giving you a problem, Sarah. Oh, fun. And... <laughs> this is yeah, like my and... worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> interviewing. I mean, at least at least, like, there's like, we could remove all my wrong answers in post-production, right? Like, that's, that's a thing. Um, but seriously, like, I have this, like, mortal fear of being called on and not knowing the answer. So I hope this is, this better be worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> At worst, we can always just, like, cancel this episode and no one will know. <laughs> all right. Mm. Am I going to need, like, am I going to need, like, a pen and paper for this? Like, I hope not. I think it will be... Okay. Yeah, and I'll walk you through some of the thinking, okay. uh, assuming you come up with the same answers that I have come up oh, with. Oh, God. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I have three answers to this problem. Maybe you'll come up with the fourth. We don't know, right? This, that's how math works. Okay, <laughs> People okay. come up with genius solutions. I'll play. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So here's the problem, okay? Suppose x is an odd number greater than or equal to 3, okay? Now, show that x squared minus 1 is always divisible by eight. Oh, i can do this okay i feel really good <laughs> okay. about this so yeah. okay x squared minus one right yeah so yeah something immediately screams out because of our mathematical training there right yeah x squared minus one it's nice right and so but then i guess with that we got um so like my the, the way that i would tackle this immediately comes to mind is we've got like difference of squares right so yeah x squared yeah. minus one uh, you can factor that, which means x squared minus 1 is equal to like x plus 1 as one unit times x minus 1 as one unit, right? So yep. that's that's kind of where my mind would jump first. And then from there, well, if x is odd, then the fun thing is when you add or subtract 1 to an odd number, uh, you always get an even number, right? And yep. 8 is 2 times 2 times 2. 
But mm-hmm. so if I've got two even numbers multiplied by each other, like I know that there, there's, I've got each one is going to be divisible by two. So I've got two of the twos. That sounds really odd. Two of the twos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to find one more, right? And yeah, the way that I would tackle that from from this perspective, and this is like my math heritage training, math train contest training yeah. kicking in, which is I would, um. I would basically consider the different types of numbers as you like divide by four and maybe and maybe kind of go from there, right? And so mm-hmm. if you divide a number by four, you could have a remainder of zero, one, two, or three. Um, and mm-hmm. I'd maybe kind of go through those scenarios uh, from that from that perspective. Yeah, but I think like there's something like even neater to notice there about x plus one and x minus one there. Uh, hmm. So... Like, what's the difference between x minus 1 and x plus 1? <laughs> oh, okay. 2, right? Yeah. So, I guess, like, the thing to notice there is they're consecutive even numbers. Ooh. Oh, I like that. That's very nice. Okay. And consecutive yeah. even numbers, just if you kind of think about this logically, like, it always feels like one of them would be divisible by 4. And the other one yeah. will be divisible by two. And so, yeah, okay. I like that. That is really nice. I was going to be all like, be like huffy in the sense of like, it's like, listen, a solution is a solution just because you said there's a neater way of doing things. Like how rude. But I actually do like that. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think like the reason, this is also the first solution I came up with. <clears throat> and like, you're kind of given something to prove about the structure of the squared odds right and then like you use the structure of the evens to solve it and there's something like very neat about that like you know using structure to solve a structural problem yeah so that's why i really like this solution but i thought about two other solutions and in some sense they're even easier although not, not nicer at least from my perspective okay so let's walk through the other two ways of doing them so the first one that I thought of was, oh, we're discussing about the odds. Why don't we just induct over the odd number? Oh, I hate induction okay. proofs. But like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's really judgy of you to say, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. And so, and like, for those of you who don't know what, in, like, when we say induction, it's it's a method of proof that basically relies on like falling dominoes. That's always the way it's described. Whereas it's like if this pattern happens and you knock over the first domino and the first domino is actually going to be knocked over, then it's going to be true for all time. And so, yeah, so in that that's that's kind of a neat approach and a little too technical. We won't go into the details of that here. But yeah, actually, like, let's walk through it a little bit. Like we won't go into like the details of it like much, but the way induction works is you have a uh, bunch of numbers in a series and you show that it's true of the very first number in the series and then for for anything if it's true of of one thing then it'll be true of the next yeah and those are two steps to go through so the first domino in this case would be our first our very first odd number which would be x equals one uh so i think i said greater than three right let's start with three right uh so yeah greater than or equal to three yeah yeah greater than or equal to three so so it's like x equals 3, so x squared minus 1 is 9 minus 1, uh, which is just 8. And Even I can do that in my head. Very nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
uh, uh, the way we would do it is like we show that, oh, if it's true of the first one, then it's true of the next one. So if x squared minus 1 is divisible by 8, then what about x plus 2, that whole thing squared minus 1? Yeah, so basically right? the next highest odd number would be adding yeah. 2 to the existing one. And then, yeah, yeah you, could, you can like expand that using algebra and then... Yeah, and it ends things. up being something like, x squared minus 1 at one end plus some sort of like 4 times x plus 1 or something like that. Or like again, I, I, I'm not doing the math live in the air, but it, it ends up being something like, oh, 4 times. I'm sure just like, a spat of our listeners just rolled over in their grades. Yeah. <laughs> like, apparently they do math and they can't even anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it ends up being x squared minus 1 plus 4 times, uh, 4 times uh, like x plus 1 or x minus 1 again. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's 4 times an even number. Yeah. So it's also divisible by 8. So we're good there. And then the kind of last solution I came up with was, uh, oh, instead of like inducting over the odds, what if we inducted over the natural numbers? So like represent x as 2y plus 1 or something like that. Okay. So, you know, yeah. and then go through that. And that solution is even easier. It's, again, induction, but you were inducting over the natural numbers instead of uh, the odds. And you end up with, in, in your inductive step, uh, something plus 8. Yeah. Your, your previous number plus 8. Yeah. So it looks... So it's like, oh, look, there's all the numbers we wanted here, right? And yeah. so, so basically it's like, oh, you take that your, was divisible by 8, yeah. and then you're adding 8 every time. It's like, okay. Yeah, so you're taking your original number, x, and you're representing it as a sum of uh, as, and something that, that is basically always odd, that gets you all the odd numbers. And yeah, I agree. It, yeah. Um, it lays out really, really nicely. And so, yeah. yeah. No, I like it. I mean, yeah, it's, inter it's interesting because when you first were like, and my third proof is induction too, and I'm like, I'm like, is that really a different one? But like, no, that's actually, it is really nice. Yeah. yeah. So like third proof, I, I've thought about more uh, carefully. So it ends up being four uh, y uh, plus four, right? If you replace the x squared with two uh, y plus one, four y plus four, and then in the inductive step, you end up with four y plus four plus eight. Nice. And so it's like, okay, this is obviously also divisible by 8 if 4y plus 4 was divisible by 8. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. I like that. There's a part of me, like, maybe maybe we need to th we'll think, take this away and think about it, too. But, like, I'm wondering if there's almost, like, a geometry interpretation, too, right? Because if you've got, like, Yeah, X, most likely. Yeah. Right? X squared represents a square, like, literally a square yeah, yeah. in terms of area. And like maybe there's some fun things there, but we can we can maybe mull that over, or maybe one of our listeners has a has a different way or a completely different proof for us to look at as well. Yeah, like with those with those geometry proofs, like I love when people present them, oh, but I'm very bad so, at coming up. I with know, them. right? Like that creativity, but um, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, that is just yeah, yeah. very very cool. I like to think of those as like more visual people who yeah. come up with those solutions. Yeah. But I've read some things about like, you know, this kind of idea of visual learning is like 
BS. So, <laughs> so well, okay. But as soon as you open your mouth and you're like, "Let X be greater than three Internally, I'm like panicking. I'm like, "Where's I really need a pen and paper? Like, I need to like write things and like visualize some of these things." But you, thankfully, this yeah, was the expert. Like... <laughs> the X greater than three only is necessary because some people might argue that zero is not divisible by eight. And to avoid that, we were saying greater than three, but mm. like, oh, that's a topic yeah. for another day. I don't want to get into. That yeah, thing, yeah, we're not. Getting into that. <laughs> we'll invite one of those people, and then we'll we'll have those. <laughs> we'll have that talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even though I was just avoiding getting into that debate. Like we've already pissed people off. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So it was interesting, right? Like we have three right solutions and they're all kind of right in their own rights right yeah. like there's like one's not better than the other no. or one's not more correct yeah <laughs> they're no, I, all pretty in their own way oh i totally agree i mean that being said like and i think you and i have kind of touched on this um maybe not as much for our listeners too but you know like i come from a contest math background too right and there's there's definitely methods that are more accepted than others like for example using calculus in a high school based competition even though it is like very advanced for high school students the techniques yeah, yeah. using calculus is generally frowned upon and so there's just like like there's some there's some things like that and a marker might be more harsh if you're using calculus versus not because it's not in the spirit of the competition, whatever that means, and so <laughs> um, no, but I I love that. I think that, I think that's awesome. There's a part of me that's like, oh my goodness, he's gonna give me this like really complex puzzle or like, yeah. <laughs> there was this uh, for a few weeks ago. Someone sent me a picture of like a sign on a door and it was like for the wi-fi password like you have to solve this like complex equation with like cosines and signs and i was like oh my god i would never get wi-fi <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny you sent me the photo and i was like my first reaction is like i'm not an engineer i don't know how to do these things <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm like I don't know. It's been um, it's been a really long time since I've like really sat down and done a lot of math, and I can yeah. feel it slipping away from me. It's weird. Yeah, particularly like I feel like my knowledge is slipping away. Oh, which that is I, that's just getting old. But, of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like it's it's also because like your knowledge slips away if you're out of practice, which is like I'm out yeah, of practice. Absolutely. Whatever. But I feel like some of that like ability is also slipping away, which is kind of. Difficult to admit. Yeah. You know, oh, I like, have no qualms about like, oh. it. I'm just like, I am yeah. solidly aging. <laughs> so, uh, I, liked, I, would, I would like to say that I'm turning my attention to other things. But uh, no, I don't think that. I think the reality is I'm just getting old. <laughs> yeah. So, of the three solutions we came up with, what's your favorite? Uh, I would say either first or last. I generally... Just because of like the the amount of structure that needs to go into an inductive proof, I don't always like going down the induction route. But in this case, I think it's quite clever, and it's it's very short, yeah. and it just it really nicely skirts like going through multiple cases and things. So you know, probably probably that last one. Yeah, like if you compare the first and last one, kind of like the interesting thing about the very first one is like we immediately saw the x plus one and then yeah, x it's like minus taunts one. you <laughs> yeah 
But if we gave you a variant of that problem, it would be much harder to see. So if I told you x squared plus 7, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't see the, that x squared plus 1 minus 1 immediately. No. no. <laughs> Interesting. But now that you've like primed it yeah. for me, like I would immediately go, right? Yeah. Like I think I would think I would think yeah. of some some interesting way to build in a difference of squares into it because there's some part of me that would look at that and be like i am going to factor this uh, until the day i die (laughs) yeah Yeah. but the interesting thing is like that last solution would work still with the x squared plus seven like it it would it would just keep working no matter like what (laughs) multiple of eight you added okay okay actually and um i know we're running out of time but i i do want to ask like that that last approach that you have there right like is that something that you think you would have come up with naturally on your own if you had never seen the like two y plus one like evens to odds trick or did someone have to show you that and then you have to like internalize that i'm not gonna lie that that's also part of my mathematical training right like that is yeah. being able to see that x plus one x minus one is part yeah. of my training and so is this two x plus yeah. one trick like those are both part of yeah. our training so like right? so that's that's the one thing that i've always kind of struggled with and um and like people have fully acknowledged to me that this is this is the case right which is you know when yeah. when i'm teaching i generally i actually i love to kind of to hit that like beginning contest stage like the point past where like basic algebra is already in the in the mathematical vocabulary of the students but they're maybe starting to see these tricks for the first time because I just love that sense of wonder and they're like oh my god that is so cool and but it is very rare for someone to come I actually actually you know what I'm going to backpedal that. I've never seen anyone come up with these tricks without being shown it the first time. I guess I just might not have worked with the all of the geniuses in the world, though, that have that kind of pure originality to do that. And a lot of, unfortunately, the math contest world is a lot of like, what have you seen and practiced? And so it's unfortunate. But yeah. I love working with like students and putting those kind of ideas in front of someone who've never encountered them before. Yeah, but at the same time, I would say that if you think of math as a bag of tricks to mm-hmm. use, it doesn't mean necess- it, it takes away from magic. math necessarily, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the tricks, like, yeah, you have to learn them, but, you know, the tricks are beautiful in their own right and they're oh, worth totally. learning. So, like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't take away from, like, you know, I guess, like, if you think about mathematics as a process rather than the mm-hmm. end result then like you know they're still beauty Ooh, i like them. that whereas like if you all you care about is the end result then... yeah math is a journey i like that the learning is like <laughs> along that path as opposed to the end i almost feel like to yeah. to represent our bag of tricks like our mascot should be a little bunny rabbit a little bun bun <laughs> <laughs> or i could take one of my cats and put bunny ears on him and see how he feels <laughs> Don't you have a Halloween photo like that or something like that? Or or am I thinking I think of a different cat? I think different. I think, I'm just I think thinking different. Of a but different I'm sure cat. I've got it somewhere and I can pull out some rabbit ears and uh, stick them on Loki or Rocket and see how they feel about it. <laughs> but this is great. Like, no, these are, maybe we yeah. should be doing more math on aftermath, right? Like, and just dissecting the different problems and the, the thinking behind it. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll Try and keep it diverse, though. I, I think, like, we've kind of uh, hit on, like, oh, not every episode is going to be for mm-hmm. everyone, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Like, I'm sure some people found this episode very difficult, they, right? Like, we're doing math they, on the air. If it's, they it's... are still listening at this point in time, 
Booyah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I love that. And yeah, that's math is about building a bag of tricks and appreciating those tricks as you go. I like that. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, I hope a lot of our listeners, if you survived this long in the episode, you did enjoy just a little bit of math on your, your commute or your break in the day today. And, you know, hopefully we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ifaz. And we'll see you next time on Aftermath. <laughs>